Good morning, and welcome to Sweetness and Light. I'm one of your hosts, along with... Another one of your hosts. <laughs> I was wondering if you'd catch that or not. I'm Justin. I am not Justin. <laughs> Eric, we're going to spice it up occasionally. I thought I'd throw a little wrench in there. Just get the, the, the blood flowing this morning. Yeah, absolutely. No, it feels good. It feels, feels, feels fresh. I'd say it feels like sweetness and light. You know, there's a lot to that. In fact, it might actually be today so 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 much so that it's like light and sweetness. <laughs> now, it's been a, uh, about a week since we uh, last spoke, my friend. How's everything been going? You know, a lot's been going on in the in the, in the meantime. I'll let you get to you, but I'll just I'll I'll just preface it by saying, um, you know, visit to the nephrologist again yesterday. I I bladed to uh, you know to West Los Angeles, uh, uh, becoming an aficionado and uh, an advocate of the. Uh, of the distance blade through town. Again, the difficulties aren't the distance since, you know, I'm used to going 10 to 20 miles on a regular basis. It's, uh, it's that <laughs> going the on hills, the roads. Right? Not, yeah. So hills and being on major streets that don't have bike paths and, uh, occasionally including yesterday being honked, even though you're hugging the, 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 uh, the parked cars on the side of the road, there isn't really much further you can go over. Um, <laughs> although I caught up to a guy who honked me yesterday and I said, dad, yeah, did you, did you want something? And he's like, uh, uh, I, I, I just wanted you out of my way. I'm like, okay, well, you know, thanks for your consideration. And uh, that's yeah, what my last one night stand said too. I did, I did do a, uh, but I found a route um, to West LA, like uh, for again for people who know uh, LA for uh, trying to get to Wilshire and Federal. So, um, and there's definitely hills between there and and massive hills. <laughs> there's a lot there of hills. And, and Marina Dare. It turns out there is a flat route. So for uh, for people listening, for whom the, the the one or zero people for whom this is important, uh, yeah, go up Venice to McLaughlin, which turns into Barrington, and um, it eliminates all the hills except at the very end, literally in the last block going up to uh, up to Wilshire. There's a there's a big hill, which and because I was so close, I just took off my blades and walked up the hill, but. Um, yeah, it takes out like the big, big hills. Like when I when I've gone to Century City and stuff like that, uh, going up Sepulveda or going up uh, Sawtell. Crazy. I mean, it's weird. It's and on the others, like literally to the east or to the west of this route, there's big hills. I mean, hills that most people couldn't blade up. Like you know, it's not just they're difficult. Um, this route it. eliminates them all. It's 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 bizarre the geography. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty so. badass. Yeah, so it's so it's so so now I'm thinking even if I go places that are further west, like closer to me, and you know on the east-west axis, uh, I might go this way and double back because it knocks it. I mean, I'd rather blade further and take out the hill than than uh, than shorter and, and have it much rather. Oh, and by <laughs> the way, um, for all of you wondering, worse than going up the hill is coming down a steep hill because that's the way to uh, you know to not be able to stop and 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 blade right into uh, to heavy traffic. And, and die. Uh, what I was going to say is, I mean, the only way I really know how to do it is kind of do like the old school, like skiing, you know, from side to side, you know, long kind of yeah, windy. Which, and these are so steep, it'd be pointed. very difficult to do that, um, especially with traffic on the streets. You know, you can't really, you can't, you can't go, you can't uh, parallel ski back and forth across the, across the street because there's traffic. Um, you know, you can use the, if you have a brake on your, your blades. And even though I have higher end blades, I added a brake because, uh, because I'm on the streets and want to avoid getting killed. Um, but it really failed me at this. I mean, I, I went down coming back from Century City uh, last week. Uh, one time I tried going through Santa Monica Airport 
and I don't know if you recall, Justy, but there's that, you know, there's a big hill on, on airport uh, on the, on the street. And, uh, yeah, yeah, there's so much speed, couldn't stop, passed by all these cars head, heading straight for, uh, for Walgrove where it turns into 23rd, um, wanted to turn left there, but had so much momentum, couldn't stop. So just kept on going and ended up turning right, going away from my destination, but again, avoiding getting hit by traffic. <laughs> yeah. So all of these things I know, in fact, even for me, not only was that frightening, that was something I said to myself, I will never do this again <laughs> because uh, because I didn't get killed this time. But but the odds are if you do it a few times, you, you will, will get to, you'll, 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 you'll certainly be hit hard by a car at some point. Yeah, Whether you'll get maimed. And uh, yeah. with everything you've been through, I think you don't need any more. I don't. I don't. Thank you. Thank you. And yeah, so again, visited the nephrologist again yesterday. Um, good little discussion. Uh, uh, great guy. I think I'd mentioned on the air before that uh, when I told him, well, he noticed I was Canadian because of my uh, occasional Canadian isms or Canadian pronunciations, the out and about and the, and the uh, sorry. Little things we talked about. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I think I'd mentioned that uh, he said, oh, Toronto's my town. I'm like, really? He goes, yeah, well, you know, my name's Ron. I'm like, yeah. And he goes, uh, I used to have this friend up here, up or up, a relative up there, and she would, uh, you know, send me notes that said, uh, "To Ron, to," and and I would fill it in with some verb, as if as if I'm, you know, I Ron would fill it. So it'd be so Toronto's my town. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and uh, and then yesterday, I was, you know, I was mentioning to him, uh, along with all the doctorly uh, kidney failure stuff, that my, uh, you know, my. My super long hair is pandemic hair. I'm usually very clean cut. And he goes, "Oh, you should see my pictures of me in uh, in college in the '80s." And I'm like, "Oh yeah," and he goes, "I'll go get one." I'm like, oh, "Okay," <laughs> and uh, and uh, and he does. And he had this big um, and yeah. And I, 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 I some people might find this term offensive, but it's the term he used: a big Jufro. And, uh, and I don't think it's <laughs> and um, well, it's only offensive if you're not a Jew, right? You know what? Yeah, I don't even agree. I, don't, I, I, I honestly right? don't agree with that. Actually, I think if anybody can say something, if anyone can say something, then everyone can say it. So, so if he, if he can say it, then then you and I can say it. And, and you know, I, I don't agree with the idea that, because that's just discriminating based on race or ethnicity as well. Right, but that's enough. it. So what did he tell you? Uh, he showed me the picture. Huge hair. Uh, but he said it's the same as now, although he has almost no hair now, many, many years later. But he said, look, I still got the same part. And he does. It. So in, in, in the in the fro, <laughs> it literally stuck out probably four inches from his head in this picture. And it was it was actually really funny. It was his student ID card from college. And, he still uh, has his student ID? Yeah, yeah, has it with him in his office, which is awesome. That's the kind of guy he is. He's a pretty funny. He's a pretty cool guy, but cool in the funny, awesome way. And um but you can see where the the part is very distinct. There's this big. It's as if you cut a pizza slice out of his hair. <laughs> is that so, natural, or did he do that purposefully? No, he said that's how it just went. Wow, yeah. sounds like a Simpsons character. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, two wrong two. So that was good. So, but the the net of it was, um, yeah, it switched up some of my meds that had already been on. You know, added added some stuff to try. Got to get blood pressure down. Although it wasn't that bad. I mean, in, when I walked in, um, the nurse took it, and it was like it was you know. 120 over 80, which is great. But, uh, but then he, when I, when he came back, he tested himself and I go, you know, the nurse already checked this and it was one and it was 120 over 80. And he goes, uh, she's not as good at taking this as she thinks he is. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> so fair enough, fair enough. And, uh, he took it and it was like more like 120, which is fine over 96, which is not so great. You know, the, uh, uh diastolic or systolic. Yeah. I always forget which one's which, uh, that's diastolic. Systolic's the other. Okay. And so he, um, 
he switched up my uh, my blood pressure meds. And uh, for those listening, yeah, my boy Kevin, who I saw and mentioned the story to later on in the day, was saying, uh, uh, you know, I'm surprised you have high blood pressure and high cholesterol. I mean, you're one of the most fit people I know, and do you know do work out in more ways more often than everybody. And I go, yeah, but I mean, it's those things are mainly hereditary. You know, I mean, you can you can control them to some extent, but uh, certainly a myth about cholesterol. You know, yeah, you can you can go on a a diet that's going to reduce your cholesterol, but if you're predisposed to it, it's going to be high anyway. Given that you can't 90%, really do anything about it. Yeah, ninety percent of your your serum cholesterol is produced by your body itself. You know, the ten percent might be dietary, but it's very you know it's minimal. Um, when I first got diagnosed and I inherited it from my dad, um, yeah, I went. I went hardcore, sort of like, you know, low cholesterol kind of diet. Like, so um, red meat like three times in three months, which anyone who knows me knows that's staggering. me almost. Yeah. Um, No eggs, not that that, uh, dietary cholesterol affects cholesterol at all, Um, and plenty of oatmeal uh, over the course of three months, you know, among other things. And so, you know, going hardcore, doing this as well as I possibly could, and it lowered my cholesterol by twenty points, but it was still way too high. So I mean, you know, that was that was a. Are you fun... above two hundred? At the time, I was. Yeah. Yeah, that is high. Yeah. But again, hereditary. The... It doesn't. Yeah, there's nothing you can do. Doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, I went from like around you know around two fifty starting to two thirty. You know, obviously neither neither number you want, but it's just like there's there's nothing you can do. Where as soon as I went on to a statin, uh, you know. Uh, yeah, suddenly I was great. Suddenly I was like, you know, about one sixty and my, uh, and my or less, and my um, HDL was, you know, sixty to seventy. So the percent, like the, the total cholesterol to HDL ratio was fantastic. Although even when I had high cholesterol overall, my HDL numbers were great. Well, that's good. See again. For the, yeah, for those of you who understand all that high density lipoproteins. You know, I, I very rarely think you know what you're talking about, but then you toss out these acronyms and you define them accurately, and it, it does surprise me. I'm not going to lie. Well, I don't believe you should use acronyms if you don't know what they stand for. <laughs> because many, many people do. That told me, he, we were, the very first time I ever met him, his name was uh, Mark, but his last name was Elliot uh, FYI, just uh, letting you know that. Anyway, Elliot FYI? No, no, oh, it's Elliot, funny because FYI, he would always okay. walk into meetings and be like, they'd be like, my name is Mark Elliott with two T's. And I'd always be like, you can, I've never heard Elliot with one T. He's like, lots of people have one T. <laughs> I'm like, every time, it'd be like a hundred meetings, I'd always say that because he'd always introduce himself that way. And I always raise my hand and be like, uh, it's always spelled that way. No, it's not. But anyways, what he would always say is um, if he heard someone pronounce, we would used to go on the energy um, stock reporting stuff. And he could do it in the reports. He would literally get on on these live telecasts and be like, someone tossed out an acronym like RTP. And he'd be like, excuse me, can you please define that for us? And you're absolutely right. Most people would just pause because they've used the acronym so long they don't know what it stands for. It was awesome. And, or never knew what it stood for. And so did he um, – so he knew what it stood for himself. He was just testing these other people. Oh, he had no clue. I didn't know. Oh, what he didn't know was. either. Okay. No. He just calls people out on it. But he would do it anyway, even if he did know what it was. And so I've gotten that habit quite a bit, too. And it's very funny um, to do that because it's amazing. I don't know if it's a cultural thing, if it's always been this way, but it feels like more recently it's, it's coming into trend. Well, I think we're using more and more acronyms. There. And now we, we you know, a lot, so many companies and things have changed their names to acronyms and stuff. And it's like uh, um, who traditionally used their full name. You know, they've all they've all shortened them down. 
But even even things that sound like real words, like Nabisco, I mean, people forget that's the National Biscuit Company, right? <laughs> I did not know that. I had no clue. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, or or Esso, you know, the international brand for Exxon. Yes. It's spelled E-S-S-O, but it stands, it, but it, but it's just a transliteration of the, the initials S-O, which stands for Standard Oil. Correct. Yeah. So, you know, so it, it, it was, you know, it was an acronym from way back. That eventually they just spelled out the pronunciation of it. Yeah. Yeah. And then that morphed into sort of Exxon because it sounds more modern and contemporary. <laughs> you but, know, I was reading a paper the other day, actually. This is speaking of, you guys are going to learn a lot today. Like in the, I think it was the 70s, maybe the late 60s, they had come out um, with not quantum computing, but back in the day, they'd come up with some form of high-end computing where they could put something in and get an, an, you know, an answer out. And one of the things they put in when they were trying to come up with a new name for Exxon, um, when they were trying to define, come up with a word that wasn't offensive or meant nothing in any of the language, they came up with six different words. Exxon was the one that they chose. And the reason they chose it, um, from what I was reading, was because it was the one that no one in the room had any objection to. And I'm like, I want to know the other five words now. Like, what, yeah, what could you have been object? Like, these could not have been anything bad because you know it's it's such a different time in history. I bet they were so stupid the arguments that went on. Well, although I, I have to laugh because now's the time that we take so much offense at virtually any word. You know, I mean, in 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 the olden days, um, people didn't care so much. So you True. had to be pretty egregious to offend you back then. Whereas these days, um, you know, these days, any word would offend somebody. Like I'm sure, I'm sure there's listeners right now going, God damn it. I, how could they have chosen Exxon? <laughs> two <laughs> X's, sons of bitches. Two X's. <laughs> yeah, it's double X. It um, makes no sense. And why a tiger, damn it? Why a tiger? Stuff like, you know, Kodak, Xerox, all, yeah, completely made up words, you know, just to... Uh, to uh, to be to differentiate themselves. Google. Google not a made up word. I mean a a slight modification of the of of, of Google, which is a one followed by yeah, like Google zeros? Plex, that kind of thing. I think it's a thousand, right? Is, is it a thousand or a hundred? Thought it was a thousand. But anyway, so not not a made up word. I mean an actual an actual you know a word based on a word. <laughs> It's a made-up word based on a real word. Yes, well, it's not quiet. really a made-up word. I mean, they just changed the order of the L and L and E. I mean, that's what they're really calling it. You know. Oh, fair, fair. Now, um, so but, what's but the but verdict? I want to know what happened with your results. Okay, here, then so. I'll just. But I will say the last thing is just in you know the it makes me laugh that there's now these companies that are you know prominent in 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 the U.S. and things that that came from like uh, like you know TD Ameritrade you know and TD has a bunch of other brands in the Toronto US. Toronto Dominion, uh-huh, absolutely, see. yeah, and similar with RBC or BMO Bank of you know Royal Bank of Canada and Bank of Montreal, but they don't they purposely you know use their acronyms for, and they use those acronyms up in Canada now too, but just uh, so that you know Americans don't think they're foreign companies, which they are. But the one that that uh, that I love the most, and I think we might have discussed this previously, is uh, the telecommunications might company Mitel. Which is also MLB, uh, Major League Baseball's official telecom supplier. Um, that sounds like a you know high tech uh, telecom telephony type of name, Mitel, right? Yeah, or Mitel. Yeah, but you know what it stands for, right? M I T E L. Nope, not a clue. So the co-founders have known each other since they were kids, and Mitel 
doesn't stand for something, to, you know, telephone or something. It stands for Mike and Terry's lawn mowing. <laughs> Shut up. Is that true? Yeah. Okay, that is pretty fantastic. I did not know that. That was the yeah, it was the company they had since they were kids mowing lawns in the neighborhood. That is honestly what a cool story though that they kept that. Like that's pretty badass. Yeah. <laughs> I'm serious. That takes a lot of balls to be a big industry like that and keep and I guarantee you probably 99% of the people they do business with have absolutely no clue what that means. Oh, well, that's like 99% of the people Elon Musk does business with or talks to, and 99.9% think he started Tesla. And he certainly doesn't dispel people with those notions. <laughs> well, you, you mean like the Tesla coils he started those or the Tesla car company? Tesla car company. He, people think he's the founder of Tesla. And, he, and they say, they, you know, they, they introduce him that way and he doesn't say, I didn't really found it, you know. He just lets, he just grins and lets them believe that. <laughs> But why not? I mean, why fight it if, if you're, you know? Well, because no it's not true. I mean, it's just like it's a misrepresentation, you know. I mean, it's just uh, so. Um, it's the uh, yeah. So uh, you know, you, you got to uh, honesty. There's something you said for you know honest, and certainly not lying and let people believe false truths. It's only a false truth if you're like. I mean, I totally agree with everything you're saying. But if everyone believes it, at that's some all point it becomes that's the truth. all the. That's the worst possible thing you could say. That's what the Jews are afraid of, you know, with 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 uh, oh, the Holocaust. I'm not disagreeing with you, but I'm just telling you that's what history says. Yeah. Yeah, but that's 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 the exact reason you should avoid it. I'm not saying you should do it. I'm just saying that 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 you know, I mean, at some point, you know, with something like this, it, you obviously well, no, that's it's a perfect example of history goes it goes to the victors, and you know, even in even in corporate history, and uh, and it's exactly wrong. I mean, it's what we should be, you know, it's what we should be fighting every day. All right, let's get back it, to your uh, <laughs> diagnosis. What happened? Where are you? You got your new medication. Is Are you good? What's the deal? Uh, another appointment in a month. We took some more blood again yesterday. And um, but in the meantime. But concerned or no? No, in the meantime, big things are um, make be diet-wise, be, just be very vigilant. Uh, really go low-sodium. Uh, because blood pressure, you know, blood pressure and diabetes are the two main causes of kidney failure. And um, so hence the low so and uh, and low cholesterol, which I struggle a bit with, because, as you know, I don't you know, I don't believe dietary cholesterol has any issue. I think, you know, as someone who advocates for uh, high saturated fat or at least not being overly concerned about saturated. I do I do understand that saturated fat has an impact on serum cholesterol as we, we talked about earlier, but I don't think it's significant. I think it's mainly, you know, it's mainly hereditary, but we're not even talking about that. He's saying specifically go low cholesterol. And again, I'm not sure what the, and I, we, next time I'll have to talk to him more about the reasons why, but uh, I'm a little skeptical about that side of it. But anyway, uh, so that that's that's the new me, low so and uh, and low cholesterol, and low co. Interesting. So the good news is there's nothing to, to be concerned over right now. Like you're pretty chill. There, you're gonna go for another month, and hopefully everything worked. I mean, any yeah, answers he didn't seem very to, worried. I'm just curious. Like, are there any answers though? Like that because the part that I was like, I love that the not diagnosis, but the the treatment is you know one of hope. And yeah. goodness, but is there a diagnosis yet? No, not really. I mean, you know, I think we're I think we're still in the realm of believing, you know. And as the more I've read myself, that that um, this is COVID related somehow, but but no one really understands the mechanism. 
Uh, and then I did bring up the fact to him that, you know, the underlying symptom that brought me into the ER in the first place, the uh, shortness of breath um, is still there. But he asked, you know, better? the severity. Well, here, yeah, here's it. So, you know, as, as our listeners know, so I've been suffering from this shortness of breath for several months, primarily when I was, um, you know, either uh, swimming or climbing stairs or bending down and tying shoes, which is no effort at all. But but um, he's like, you know, that sounds like exercise related shortness of breath. And he goes, that's normal. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, but I didn't really have that. And he goes, yeah, but I mean, that's just what, you know, as you grow older, that's what happens. And he said, and also your numbers, you know, here and uh, from what they got from the hospital, even when I'm complaining that I ha- that I feel shortness of breath, you know, my blood oxygen level is still 98 to 100. So, you know, so it's just like, it's like I have no issue with oxygen levels whatsoever. So he's not that concerned about it. And he said, you know, how is it relative to then and when you went to the ER? And I said, it's kind of the same as, you know, what I've been feeling the last few months, but it's not as bad as when I went to the ER. And he said, well, you know, then it's probably not something that's that concerning. But um, meanwhile, with my physician, you know, he had t- had uh, test X-rays and his and pers- and uh, and some some more tests done. So uh, I haven't had a chance to see him yet because of cancellations. But uh, he might have some insights into that because that's what he's looking to specifically. I got to tell you, this is for me. I don't know how you feel about this. I'm going to wrap this up, but like for me, this is one of the most frustrating things because this is kind of what happened to me when I came back from China. Like, it, you just want an answer, and it seems like, you know. It, 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 well, it could be this and that's normal, but you know your body well enough to know that you've worked out in the yeah. past, even with age, like as you get older, it, it doesn't, it shouldn't be that way. And so, I don't know, that's where I get really frustrated, especially with doctors in general, like, like, well, you know, it's just this. Well, but I still feel different. You know, you've treated all these different things, so I want to get to the root cause. Uh, exactly. And yeah. as much as we know, it's still amazing how much we don't know and how much is like trial and error and how much is fluke, you know, if I like in... Um, uh, yeah, I've, I, all my life, I've had sort of this chronic abdominal pain, like just off to this middle side, right side of my, my, uh, abdomen. And, uh, you know, doctors have looked at it since I've been, you know, four years old and, uh, and never come up with a diagnosis. And I mean, it's debilitating. Like I, you know, I keel over. So like when I, when I once checked in, once it was bad enough, I, I went to the ER at Cedar sinai and they treated me immediately because they were worried it was like, you know, burst appendix or, or about about to burst appendix or something appendicitis and um fortunately it wasn't it turns out where it's located is about two inches above the appendix so it feels like you know i guess appendix is really lower abdomen which i didn't quite understand hmm. and um but they couldn't figure it out and then i was then i was being looked at you know as my physician in conjunction with my allergist and a uh, gastroenterologist were all three looking at it for several months and they never figured it out. Although my allergist said to me, look, I know we never came up with a definitive um, diagnosis, but I personally think it's got to be some kind, you know, it's it's some kind of food-related allergy. And it's when you probably, when you eat certain things, it's, you know, it's causing some type of reaction. Triggers Which you. wouldn't surprise me if that were the case, given my, you know, my terrible lifelong allergies. Absolutely. Well, on that note, my friend, Another fantastic episode. I learned a lot, had fun, and more importantly, hopefully you're on the way to recovery here and uh, feeling better. So thanks, dude. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for the care. Thanks to everybody. And uh, if you happen to be watching uh, 
ABC this Sunday, August 22nd at 10, 10 o'clock. I am on uh, to tell the truth. And I know our listeners have been wondering, is Eric also a breakup coach? We'll tune in and find out. Dun-dun. Dun-dun.